What's up, y'all? It's your boy Chino. Just wanted to give y'all a quick heads up. We had some technical difficulties through, um, throughout this episode, but we have a banger episode up here next for you guys. Stay tuned. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but we hope y'all enjoyed this episode. See y'all. Enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to the Dump Off Podcast. Um, we're here with me, KB, Taryn, G, Dilly, and Chino. Uh, today we're going to start something very exciting. We are going to do um, divisional previews of each NFL, NFL division with the season coming up. Um, today we are starting with the AFC North, arguably the most competitive division last year. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who ended up winning the division, and then the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, who both ended up making the playoffs, and then the Cincinnati Bengals. Um a lot to get through with this division. I think it will also be another competitive year for the AFC North uh, this upcoming season. It probably makes sense to start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who ended up winning the division last year. Let's start off with them. Uh, expectations, uh, our opinions on offseason moves, and um, you know, just general thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole. So uh, anyone want to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, Dilly, why don't you take it? You've, uh, you've had your takes on the Steelers thus far. This All right. Um, yeah, so the Steelers last year, you said they ended at 12 and four. Um, obviously they're going to have the first place schedule. Um, I don't see them finishing in first again this year. Um, I think one of their biggest, uh, offensive factors for me is, well, it's, they took a running back in the first round, Najee Harris. Um, unfortunately, they have a dog shit O-line, um, so it's not really going to help the kid running with it. Um, you would think if they actually had a run game, it could help spread out the uh, the air a little bit to help Big Ben and his noodle arm out. Um, but I, I, was, I don't really understand the Najee Harris pick in the first round, mainly because I think there is... It was, it was very similar to me with the Bengals. Where like I understand they got Jamar Chase, but I feel like the Bengals could have had someone like a Penny Sewell. Whereas the same with the Steelers, I feel like they should have addressed the O line a lot more to help out, especially with a age veteran like Big Ben, who allegedly now just here like he's not on a different diet. So like I guess it's the same old Ben. Um, but yeah, Najee Harris is definitely the impact player for me. Um, I think it's definitely the best running back they've had in a few years since Le'Veon Bell. Um, at least potential-wise. Um, I don't think he's really got a lot of competition. I know some people don't even think he's going to start. I think he's definitely going to start spending a first-round pick on him. Um, and then defensively, for me, it's Devin Bush. Um, coming off an ACL injury, um, obviously he was a beast in 2019. 109 total tackles, and he had nine tackles for a loss. Um, I'm curious to see if he's going to have the same kind of impact coming off an ACL. Um, we kind of have seen uh, guys fade into oblivion after ACL injuries, and you have guys like Adrian Peterson who come out and break records. Granted, he's young. It's only going to be his third season, so he definitely has time to uh, improve off the uh, ACL injury. But I think if he comes back to his peak form, he could even be better because his rookie year, you know, he had, a, he had 109 tackles. You would think they would take the next step forward, right? So if he can even progress past his rookie year coming off this year, um, I think that's going to be huge for them. But luckily, on defense, they're going to have a little bit of help with Melvin Ingram. That was my X factor for the Steelers. 
think Melvin Ingram kind of brings a leadership role to that defense. Um, he could still get into the backfield. He was banged up last year, but this guy's a pro bowler. He knows how to get to the backfield. It's definitely harder than where he's coming from. He was trying to get and tackle Derek Carr and Drew Locke for the last couple of years, so it wasn't really a whole lot of competition. I'm curious if he's going to be able to get in there and take down guys like Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, who are a little bit more mobile, and even Baker Mayfield. But, yeah, I the Steelers are such a weird team to me because – it's almost like they're a quarterback away <laughs> from being a very competitive team. And I don't think big Ben's it. And I don't think Dwayne Hassan's is going to be the next one. Um, gee, what do you have on the Steelers? Yeah, I think you said everything. You also took my uh, defensive uh, impact player in Devin Bush. I think their defense is the main part of their team. That's how they won. They started off, I believe it was 11 and all, despite maybe, the reports that they were the worst 11 and 0 team ever, which I agree with, <laughs> but their defense was one of the main reasons behind that. Their schedule is so tough to play a first first place schedule, but it's a really really hard first place schedule. The division they play, um, the division they play in, sorry, is very hard on offense. My impact player is uh, Juju. Juju didn't really have the best year last year. He he caught like 97 balls, but he only had just over 80, sorry, not 80, 870 yards. And um, he's got to get back to his second year form where he was up over 1,400, like up over 1,400 yards. He had seven touchdowns. He had nine last year, but again, only 831 yards on 97 receptions his yards per reception dropped below 10 to 8.6 which you do not want at all their offense is built with a terrible offensive line so I get Big Ben has to get the ball up quickly so that's why I don't see Chase Claypool having the best season because he's got to get the ball up quick to guys like Juju and Deontay Johnson I didn't like their draft at all. I did not like the Najee Harris pick. The Pat Fryermuth pick was, it was meh, which I guess you can say that about their whole offseason. It was just meh. It just didn't do anything for me. Like, Najee Harris is going to be a good fantasy running back, but for actual football, it made no sense to take him in the first when there's more impact players on, on the board. And other guys that could have actually helped you win games instead of taking a running back. So I don't, I think the season's going to go very, very different from last year. Taryn, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, not much that I have hasn't been said already. Uh, I think they were super overrated last year. I don't see how they're going to repeat that, especially playing a first place schedule now. Uh, you guys went through your impact players on offense and defense. Mine were similar defense. I also had Devin Bush. So we kind of all think that he's an important piece there. Offensively, I went with Chase Claypool because I think Big Ben needs a lot of help. He's not the guy he used to be. And for that to happen, I think he's got to have someone step up that's not Juju. I don't know if I believe in Juju's ability to be a true number one, mostly because of how he plays 
and we've kind of seen it. So if if one of those guys, I picked Claypool because I think that's a lot of people's expectations um, for him to continue on an upward trajectory, but it could be him or Deontay Johnson really stepping up. I also hated their draft. Four new starters on the offensive line that was already not great. It's just the likelihood that that actually makes it better is so small. It's ridiculous. And you don't fix your terrible run game by taking a running back in the first round when you have a bad offensive line. I, I just I don't think it's a good process. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, and I really disliked it for them. <clears throat> um, we were going through and giving an X factor. I went a little bit different direction with this. I didn't take a player. My X factor for them was Matt Canada, the new offensive coordinator. If they can, if he can maybe get Big Ben to buy into some of the new sharp things that team are do, teams are doing, more play action, more pre-snap motion, I think that could help a bit. But who knows? People have not, or the coordinators there have not been able to in the past. Big Ben has even said he doesn't like play action, which is just ridiculous. But whatever. And uh, yeah, I just I don't see them doing a whole lot. Uh, KB or Chino, anything to add here? Uh, yeah, I had a couple questions for you guys. Uh, would you say that the Steelers arguably have the best receiving core in the league? One of the top receiving cores? Uh, I think I think the Buccaneers do. Yeah, I agree with the Buccaneers. Think, uh, I don't think they have the best in the league either. Okay. Uh, the reason I say this is, with G's point, with Juju being... Um, your X factor, or just somewhat a player to watch, and with uh, Tara and picking uh, Chase Claypool, um, do we need to expect production like 1,400 yards from them to consider the Steelers to be productive offensively, or uh, you know, a good offensive team? I don't, I don't think the yardage from them necessarily translates just because of the wide array of weapons that Ben Roethlisberger has. Um, maybe the yards is more indicative of, you know. Ben's going to be throwing the ball just as much or even more than what he did last year, and we saw that they were able to put up points. Um, but I do think, um, regardless of the receiving core, regardless of the passing game, it is up to the running game with Najee Harris and you know that that newly invented offensive line without DeCastro, Villanueva, and Marquise Pouncey. Um, I think that's way more important to Steelers' offense than what we expect from the passing game. Um, because we know where we're going to get with those guys. They're very talented. Um, Roethlisberger, you know, he's going to he's going to get them the ball one way or the other. So I think it was just kind of interesting to hear that you guys think that, you know, Juju and Claypool are going to be the ones that per- kind of determine the impact this offense has. So I just pulled up their stats, actually, from last year, and no receiver had over 1,000 yards for the Steelers. Right, which- right. And that kind of shows me they don't need a 1,400-yard receiver um, to get it done. If one of those guys broke 1,000, it would be fantastic for them. But you have guys that are putting up 800, 900, and 800 yards uh, receiving, which I don't – they're not a team that needs to put up the yards to the air. They're kind of lucky and bailed out with their defense. The defense creates turnovers for them in key areas plus field advantage. So they're not going to have to go and march down the field. I do think that they are capable of, I don't know about Chase Claypool, kind of a weird rookie year. Maybe he regresses, maybe he progresses. I just need to see more for him. But I think Deontay Johnson and uh, 
Juju, one of them is capable of over a thousand. I don't think any of them will get 1400 individually just because all three are kind of, it's very similar actually to the Bengals where I think they have three guys where they can all eat. Um, I don't think there's a giant skill gap between Juju, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. It's not like you have like a DeAndre Hopkins and then like an Andy Isabella as like the three, you know what I mean? Like that's a giant skill gap. Um, I do think Najee Harris would help if they had a better O-line. Um, granted, we've seen running backs have success with shitty O-lines. We've seen Saquon have success with a shitty O-line. I'm not saying Najee's anywhere near Saquon, but he could be. Um, but I, I, that's why I understand their S-factors, because they do need they do need all three to produce or one guy to step up. And I don't know if Juju can be a 1,400-yard receiver. Um, he had success, obviously, with A.B. when he was the number two, but ever since then, he's been the number one guy in coverage. And to Taron's credit, we've seen him be the number one guy for a number of years, and I I don't think he's a true number one. Um, I think he would probably be arguably the best number two on a lot of teams. Like, if you put Juju in Green Bay with Taron, and you put D.A. and uh, Juju, Juju's going to fucking eat. Um, right. But, yeah, I it's a weird team to get to get first place, but doesn't need like a star receiver. Terry, has something to say? Yeah, I just responded to what KB asked. I think that their wide receiver core is super important because I, I don't see the defense having the same exact impact. It's going to be very good, but this is just like we've seen time and time again with these great defenses. They kind of feasted on turnovers, which tend to be finicky. We'll probably regress back to the mean. They're probably not going to have as good a field position, obviously as many possessions because of the turnovers. Also, I think the running game, because whether you think it's important, how important it is or not, I think that the only way it to, it to be helped now is for the receivers to do well, uh, weirdly enough, because I think if everyone's concerned about their passing game, if they have three guys that can get open, create separation and make plays, that's going to be the game plan to try to stop their offense, which will open up things in the running game. And another reason I think the receivers are important for that, because the O-line is, even though it was really, really bad in the run game, and it was okay in pass protection, having four new guys, I I don't see a universe in which they're going to be better in pass protection. They're probably going to be worse, even if there's like a slight improvement or they stay the same in the run game. Just not having that, um, what's the word? Are you like... Uh, Chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry, the continuity, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. On the O-line, really important, especially in pass pro. Uh, I think with that getting worse, Big Ben probably getting worse. I don't see him getting better. The receivers stepping up in a big way for me is really going to be the only thing that allows this offense to go. Right. Yeah. No. Um, well, we also saw we also saw last year, right, I believe all five of the linemen for the Giants were new last year coming in and it did not work out for them no. yeah, right. it, it, yeah. it tends not to um it's it's one of those positions that guys need oftentimes rookies need at least a year or two even the best ones they're except they're exceptions obviously like we saw tristan Wirfs. and then even if they're experienced guys that come in through free agency or whatever that having years together um that communication that chemistry is really important too and the data backs that up uh, so with this offensive line, they've finished um, – the, the Steelers have finished in the bottom uh, of rushing yards for the past three years, inevitably since 
um, what's his name? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell left. So do you guys think Najee Harris is a better running back than what they've had? And um, I, I think I might be in the minority in this. I think that addressing the running back position um, straight on in the draft is more helpful considering, um, you know, the, the, just the turnover in the running back position and, and uh, the offensive line getting a bit older. I know they were one of the, t- the top offensive lines in the league, but um, kind of replenishing the offensive line, but also getting that running back that, you know, without a doubt will get you, um, you know, the yardage you need with Najee Harris. You think Najee was the right pick? Regardless of the position, do you guys think that he was the right running back pick for this team? He was definitely the it was definitely the right running back. I, I mean, I do, and I also think it's not hard beating out James Conner or Benny Snell. I mean, it's not like those guys are top tier talent. Um, like I said, I obviously it's you know time will tell. He hasn't played a single snap. Maybe he could be a total bust. I mean, it happens more times than not, especially at the running back position. Um, but. We'll see if it pays off. It's going to be very obvious very quickly if, if it was a good pick or not. To your point, remember, because you just brought up James Conner, and this is why one of the reasons I hate the pick so much and why I'm one of the guys that harps on running backs not mattering. Because think Great about James Conner when they had a good offensive line in the run game, when we first saw him, and they were like, yo, fuck Le'Veon Bell. Look at this man yep. just doing what he's doing. And and then look what happens to them after. It's it's the same kind of thing. I personally, I don't know about G, and I try not to put too much emphasis on my own like draft grades because at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. No one is. Even the greatest minds in football, you're shooting for like 50% on these prospects to be really, really good. Uh, he was like my running back three. I preferred Javante Williams and Travis Etienne. But... That's just me, personal opinion. Either way, even if it was one of those guys, I I'm I don't see it doing much of anything. For me, he was my running back one, but like he's because I think he has a three down skill set. I think he was actually probably the perfect player for Pittsburgh because they don't like changing the running backs. They like leaving one guy in and just running him into the ground. So I think he is the perfect pick because I think he has the body the ability to do that but like you said i don't know if it, it wasn't a it wasn't just wasn't a good pick when they drafted him and yeah i don't didn't like it yeah they, well, it, well they definitely I think that, you have something to add yeah i just, just wanted to say real quick um def- they definitely needed a running back but i've Hey guys, welcome back to Dump Off. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties after uh, all our Steelers talk. We were about to toss it to my man Chino over here. Um, so Chino, why don't you wrap up the Steelers for us and then we can move on. Yeah, um, y'all are pretty much already took my offensive and defense impact players. Offense, I had Juju. Also back to what we were talking about with Najee Harris. The Steelers definitely needed a running back, but I feel at that, at the first round pick, they needed to address that O-line way more than them addressing a running back. Because with all the players that you're losing, Pouncey retiring, y'all need to bolster that O-line. You have an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, so you need to protect them and give them more time to throw to Juju, Claypool, Johnson, 
And to me, honestly, the, one of the X factors that I wrote down was Mika Fitzpatrick. He needs to be that ball hawk, and he needs to be that stud safety that that he's known for. Mm-hmm. Now they have they have a very tough schedule. He's going to have to help out his cornerbacks because even like the cornerbacks, the oldest one is Joe Hayden, and he's like thirty five, and the rest of his cornerbacks are twenty three to twenty five. And they're going up against some burners, you know. They're going up against Diggs. They're going against Adams, DK, OBJ, and Jarvis, Keenan Allen, KB's boy Allen Robinson, Tyreek Hill. So, Minka Fitzpatrick is going to have a he's going to have a busy season. Yeah, Joe Hayden might get cooked <laughs> this year at thirty five, man. And um, even in the division, he's gonna have to go in against some young guys like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Yep. So I, I think it all depends on that pass rush too. Like, yeah. you know, TJ Watts. Yep. TJ Watts gonna get his, but um, you know, with with Bud Dupree leaving his running mate and Melvin Ingram coming into the fold, um, we'll see if that pass rush is you know, anything similar to what it was last year. TJ Watt led also, the league in sacks last year at fifteen. Right. Can he do it again? Right. But. So, anyone else have anything to say about the about the Steelers? Nah, we can move out of the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, y'all want to talk about the Ravens next? Yes, sure. sir. All right. Well, Let's do it. First, from our lead us uh, off. You know, I'll, I'll start it off then. <laughs> <laughs> Great TikTok. Um, my impact player on the offense is going to be Hollywood. He needs to step up. Last year, he only had seven hundred sixty-nine yards. 13.3 average yards with eight touchdowns in 2020. Wonder why. Because <laughs> he has a running back at quarterback. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> then also in the defense, impact player, got Marcus Peters. You know, same reason why we have I have um Minka Fitzpatrick. They gotta they gotta shut down the wide receivers they're playing to get up against. No, they don't it's not they don't have all right, fuck it. They they have they have a tough schedule. <laughs> They got some tough wide receivers that they're growing up against. Cornerbacks, safeties, they got to be on their A game this season in this division. Because it, if they're not, if they're not on their A game, they're in for a long, for a long, long season of them just getting cooked up over and over again. And on my X Factor, I got my boy Jake Hay Dobbins. No more Mark Ingram. I want to see him take that next step and surely prove that he should be a running back one and they have the potential of being a great running back one. You know, last year he had six point he had six average yards per carry with nine touchdowns. Now there's no more Mark Ingram. Gotta take that step, be that leader of the offense. Now you got three running backs at the same time up there. <laughs> so I wanna see him do great things this year. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, actually my offensive player was JK Dobbins, mainly for the same reasons. Um I don't know if his touchdowns are gonna go up because I feel like they're still gonna feed Gus Edwards at the goal line. And Lamar Jackson is still the number one running back on that team. He's going to get a majority of the run. Um, But I'm a big fan of J.K. Dobbins. Uh, He was clearly the best running back on the team last year. Um, And 104 carries and getting 805 yards. The carries are going to go up. The yards are going to go up. Six yards per carry, I don't know if that's going to go up. He's definitely fast as hell, very explosive, and he can catch. Um, it's just how they're going to use it. We've clearly seen the Ravens aren't shy of using multiple tight ends, multiple running backs in different looks. So it's kind of hard to scale that way. But 
they did have success when they had um, Mark Ingram and he was a beast for them. Um, two different playing types, but I think J.K. Dobbins is the locked-in number one running back for them. Um, and defensively, I think it's got to be a Marlon Humphrey for me. Um, guy had 82 total tackles last year, eight forced fumbles, and 11 pass deflections. The forced fumbles to me is crazy. He hit eight. Um, that's definitely going to come back down. I think that's kind of really hard to – you know, that's just a lot of right place, right time moments. But I think he brings in a big lockdown factor to that team. And the X factor for me, man, for the Ravens is definitely Patrick Queen. Very similar to what I was talking about with, um, oh, my goodness, um, Devin Bush and the fact of taking the next step forward. Um, I I just I really hope that he had 106 tackles as a rookie, which is nuts. He only had three sacks, which I can see the sacks actually going up. He gets a little bit more comfortable in the scheme. Maybe gets the timing right. Um, it's kind of, it, you know, he's going to get that NFL game speed the more years that he goes into the into the league. But Patrick Queen is just a beast. I mean, I don't think that's that's cutting it lightly. And I think he's he's a very big, like, Raven guy. He seems like to fit that defensive mentality very well. Um, and he can move, man. So I, I'm a little higher on the Ravens. Um, I think they're going to be a little better than – people were giving them credit to. I, I think uh, it's still Lamar Jackson. So you're not going to have, you're not gonna have a 4,000 yard passer, but the Ravens have built this team to be Lamar Jackson's keys to the kingdom. So they don't need to do that. Um, I don't really like the Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I think for many reasons, but I, they still don't have a true number one wide receiver. I don't know if Hollywood Brown will ever be a true number one wide receiver. Um, he could prove me wrong, but it just doesn't seem like that type of guy for me. But uh, yeah, I have the Raven. They do have a little, little bit of some difficult matchups coming in. Um, I actually think that they're going to be upset by a few teams. Um, so, but yeah, the Ravens, they're going to be hanging around. What about you, Taryn? I think um, the Ravens, Despite my documented criticism of Lamar Jackson, I think their passing game could get a little bit better. In general, I think they're going to be a very similar team uh, with similar strengths and similar problems. When Lamar can't absolutely go buck wild and they force him to pass and he's not on top of his game, which he very often is not, they're going to struggle offensively. Uh, for like my biggest impact player, Dilly's not gonna like this one. My yeah, biggest impact player on their offense is Sammy Watkins. Uh, I think he has a terrible rap for no reason. He's it's not like he's Julio Jones, <clears throat> but we've seen him step up and shine in big moments when there's injury or something else. Uh, and for whatever you think about him, he's still the best wide receiver on that team. I yeah, love Rashad. Well, well, exactly. But <laughs> I would still show some respect to my guy Devin <laughs> Duvernay. Devin Watkins is not the best wide receiver. Who's the best wide receiver on the team? Rashad Bateman. He's a rookie. Rashad I Bateman. love Rashad Bateman. I also he's a rookie. He's a rookie, and he's never played. Like, there's I, I, no way. I don't. I don't. Especially in a scheme as complicated as Greg Roman's, I don't. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's there yet. Maybe he will be. I would say he probably will be because I'm a Bateman fan. But year one, uh, no shot. He was my X-Factor player for that reason because if somehow he's able to step up 
which I'm not expecting. I think that's going to be huge. And knocking Sammy Watkins down to like the number two wide receiver on that team will be big, given they also have Mark Andrews, who Lamar loves to target. Defensively, I don't need to get into it too much. I also had Marlon Humphrey. I think he's the best and most important player on that defense. And he's just got to continue being a top five corner, top five, top seven, whatever, wherever you have him, uh, for them to keep on keeping on how they've been. And uh, I don't really have much else to say about them, G. Yeah, well, for offense, I also had J.K. Dobbins. I think he needs to, with Mark Ingram leaving, he needs to go out and prove to be a number one running back. I swear to God, I thought you were about to say Sammy Watkins, and I was going to lose my fucking (laughs) mind, dude. I'm going to lose my mind. And then all three of you guys picked a running back for your most important offensive player. They have Lamar. Who fucking cares? Who you can put me back there, bro? They'll be fine. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, Mark Ingram was very important to that team when he first joined last year. He had a down year. J.K. Dobbins split with him, and I think this year it's J.K. Dobbins' backfield to run. I think he's. I think he should be going crazy in that backfield, given the number of attempts that they give. And on defense, I I also have Marlon Humphrey. Like Terrence said, he is the best player on the defense, and he is the most important player on the defense, especially losing a guy like um, Matt Judon, who um, pressures the quarterback. And now without him, the quarterback's going to have maybe a little bit more time. So those corners, Peters, Humphrey, they got to gotta keep up with their receivers. And my X factor was just a receiving core as a whole. I think one guy needs to step up, whether it is Watkins, Bateman, who I loved, or or Brown. One of them needs to step up and help out Mark Andrews because he's really been – Mark Andrews has really been the only passing weapon that's broken out with Lamar. And I think it's time that for this team to go far, they need another guy to – to break out and their schedule's hard, but I do see them with finishing with a decent record. So I don't know. It's kind of excited to watch this team. KB, what do you have? Uh, yeah, this has been said already, but I, I am very high on Rashad Bateman. Uh, he is, you know, that possession receiver that they were coveting in the first round. Um, and they obviously had very high interest in him. So I'm expecting him to, to ease into the starting role and, and to make a big impact real quick, um, more so than Sammy Watkins. Um, I think Sammy Watkins is garbage. Maybe you want to make a bet? But, I'll get yeah. in on I'll get oh, in on this. Boy. Barring, on injury, this. barring injury, I bet you Sammy Watkins finishes the year with more receiving yards than Rashad Bateman. Okay, I'll take that I'll deal. Take, yeah. I'll take that. What I'll take that too. I'm going to be betting just like 10 bucks. Whatever you want, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. you want? Bro. He, he yeah, is going from one of the best quarterbacks into the league to one of the worst fucking passing quarterbacks in the league, and he was only putting up 500 yards with fucking the Chiefs. I know he's like the fourth-string guy. Yeah, oh exactly. So, fourth-string guy is still 500 yards. Now he's the first-string guy. Yes, I'll take Bro, that. He, he hasn't been the first option since like 2015. Yeah, because he's it. look who he's playing with, bro. Of course not. Uh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins, whoever has high yeah. receiver. 
I'll, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, it, I'll, it, injury yeah. injuries. If either of them have to miss a game, the whole void. the whole bet's no. Yeah, void. Fine, fine, fine. All right, you know, you got it. Put that. Yeah, mark it down. Someone mark it. Something. <laughs> Thank you for the free money. And you better put a it. fucking Sammy Watkins jersey on that wall behind you, bro. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we I, we all agreed that it, whatever happens, this receiving core is going to be very important to the Ravens' progress, and it inevitably falls onto the hands of Lamar Jackson if this passing game can and create itself because it, it was literally non-existent in the playoffs. They had that dud against Buff the, against the Bills in the divisional round and ended up eliminating them so you know your your defense can be as good as it wants you know you have an elite secondary but if lamar can't make those passes and if he doesn't have the weapons to to get the ball to they're not going anywhere so um regardless bateman Watkins, hollywood brown they need to show up this season and they need to show up in a big way and then on the defensive end i'm going to agree with dilly here i think patrick queen's the x factor here being the, the linebacker and the heart of the defense and it being his second year, um, there's going to be a lot of expectations for him to progress in a big way to increase his, his numbers and getting to the quarterback. Those sack numbers is very important. So, um, you know, that secondary is top-notch, but Patrick Queen, uh, his progress is also going to be important for this defense. So, um I think we all have pretty good expectations for the Ravens that they can they can keep up what they've been doing year over year with Lamar Jackson squad. So, uh, with that said, does anyone have anything any final thoughts on the Ravens? I just think that uh, it's been a very small sample size of us seeing the Ravens play from behind. Usually, they strike pretty quick, but when they do have to play from behind, they can't keep up because of the throwing. And I think teams are figuring that out. Um, Every year, it seems like towards the end of the year, the Ravens start to get figured out a little bit, but they change it up the next year. They figure out a different way to improve. Um, and I think that's part of the coaching. Um, so I think if we start to get to a point to where they're getting figured out earlier and earlier in the season, it's going to get rougher and rougher for the Ravens until they can either get a true number one. And as much as I make fun of Sammy Watkins and Terrence Baxett, he's not an elite wide receiver. They got to bring someone in to help out Lamar Jackson, but it's also if you're an elite receiver, are you going to want to go play for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson who you know your yards aren't going to get there, your touchdowns aren't going to get there? So it's this really weird middle ground of someone's going to have to budge whether it's Lamar stepping up his passing game, which he's young enough to where I think he can improve it a little bit. He's never going to be an elite passer, but he doesn't need to be. But I think eventually this Ravens team, man, they're going to start to get figured out more and more in defense, and it is going to be trouble for them. Yeah. Do you, pay Lam- do you make Lamar the highest paid quarterback in the league? No. Fuck no. It's going to be the highest paid running back not, in the league. Not for the the skill. His playing style, he's going to get cracked one of these times and not get up. And it's just that's the part that scares me because you have to think of it as are you are you going to give that guy the money who's not going to sit behind his O line who's there to protect him? Um, he's been durable so far, but those I don't care who you are. Look at Russell Wilson. Eventually, that guy was running around for his life, and he started taking hits, and they started piling up. So uh, the the hits are going to start adding up on Lamar, and I don't know if I'm willing. I think they said forty to forty five mil, um, and I I believe Dak Prescott right now is the second highest paid, around like 37, 38, 37 40, somewhere around there. 
I would rather have Dak Prescott at that than for I, I would rather give Dak Prescott 40 to 45 mil before I give Lamar Jackson 45 40 to 45 mil. Um, yeah. But and they that might be a bad contract. They could do a Patrick Mahomes thing where it's they kick all the money down the road so they can kind of play with it as much as they want. But I would not be happy <laughs> paying Lamar Jackson 40 to 45 a year. Are there any of you guys? Would you guys pay Lamar Jackson 40 to 45? Oh, no. Hell no. 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 Yeah, no, I, I, I think. Mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, you got it. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, the Ravens, they know that they have a limited window with the offensive scheme and with Lamar running the way he is. Um, you know, you, you can't put in a, an offensive game plan with the intention of longevity like Green Bay did or, you know, with um, with Kansas City just because of, you know, Mahomes' arm strength and he can he can make plays with his arm. Lamar, he, he's a he's a one-trick pony until he proves that he isn't. Um, I think the Ravens are, are stuck pretty much with with his progress. Um, Taryn, if you have anything to add. Yeah, I was just going to say I agree with all of that, but I do think they pay him. I think he gets near $40 million. I know he's negotiating it right now. Uh, uh, that's the type of guy that even just as like from a football decision, he has an MVP has taken to the playoffs multiple times, won a playoff game, and he is the brand, just from a money perspective, of the Baltimore Ravens. Like, that is who you think of when you think of the Baltimore Ravens. That's who's selling tickets, selling jerseys. I don't think we're at a point in the NFL yet where these franchises are willing to be honest with themselves and say, look, what we have here is not bad. We can We can win the division. We can make a playoff run. He's fun to watch. The fans love him. But until we have our top five to top eight guy that we really think can win a Super Bowl with, we're not going to pay him. And they and they let them walk. I, I just don't think we're at that point yet. Sometime it's going to happen. One of these franchises are going to blow the world up and be like, you know what? No, we're not paying a guy if he's not a top eight, top ten quarterback. But I don't think the Ravens are that team. And I don't think Lamar is that guy. So, yeah, I, I imagine he gets a big old contract. I thought that was going to be Jerry Jones. How many times have we seen them let guys walk because they didn't want to pay him and then ended up paying Dak? So I, it, that that's you're right. I mean, someone's going to have to say no. And, I mean, we could see it. Like, let's say the Browns went out of a good year. Baker could not be a Brown next year. I don't think that's out of the question. And someone's going to get a, a good quarterback out of Baker Mayfield. Let me ask you all this. Yeah, he's the other one. Um, we're probably going to get hate on for this. But – where do y'all think? I love, I love Gino Tiggs. <laughs> Where do y'all think Lamar would play better? At a running back or like a slot wide receiver? I, I don't think he would be an NFL player at wide receiver <laughs> or running back. Yeah, maybe running back. Because running backs don't matter. Yeah. So he, he is perfect right where he is at quarterback. Yeah. You know, he he is obviously limited with his arm. So we're gonna get anti running back shirts for Taryn and for all of us for the podcast coming soon to a merch store near you. Look, well, I'll tell you this though. One last anything. thought: there's not a whole lot of teams you're plugging and playing Lamar Jackson into, and he's having success. I don't this, think there are any teams. Yeah, this team is a hundred percent crafted to Lamar Jackson. Yep. And if it does not work out, they are in trouble. Exactly. Yep. It's the Greg right. Roman effect, baby. It's the same reason that. This is a little bit of a touchy subject, but this is the same reason I think Colin Kaepernick was good when he was good. 
because Greg Roman was using him in the same way. Lamar's just a better version of that. He's a little yeah. bit, you know, whatever, similar as a passer, but a hell of a lot of a better athlete. So I don't think he would have success in a single other franchise, to be completely honest with you. Do you guys think RG3 was a more talented quarterback overall than Lamar Jackson? Because I would just think of him as someone that was very mobile like him, but I think RG3 to actually throw. Uh, I don't think RG3 had the pocket awareness that so. Lamar has. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. a very underrated part of Lamar is his intangibles, just his leadership skills. I think that offense and that whole team follows him um, wholeheartedly. Um, he's easy to, to, to follow. He's a, he's a natural leader, so... Um, I think that's also a big reason why he's going to end up getting that contract because, again, what Tarrant was saying, he is the face of the Baltimore Ravens. And with RG3, you cannot say that with him on any other team. So it's... Yep. Man, uh, I 40 to... I would love to make 40 to... <laughs> 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 yeah, right. All right. All right. Uh, so it. switching gears here, um, the next team here in the AFC North would be the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, they had a, a great year last year with 11 wins. They had um, that upset win in the playoffs against Pittsburgh, and they took Kansas City to the brink. Um, their offense is remaining largely intact, and their defense, they've added some pieces. So I'm excited to hear what you guys think about Cleveland upcoming this upcoming year. Um, G, why don't you start us off with Cleveland? Yeah, I really like Cleveland's team this year, and I think it – their biggest impact player on offense is Nick Chubb. He missed four games last year, and in those four games, they went two and two, scoring seven points and six points. Taron, we couldn't pick quarterbacks. Relax. Um, so you went from the most yeah, important position people... to the least important position? All right, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. No, I think Nick Chubb is unreal even when kareem hunt came in he didn't have as much success as nick chubb has in that offense and kareem hunt is a great running back but nick chubb is in one of the best pure running backs in the nfl and it they need him to to have that offense run and on defense i have Jadavion Clowney. he's struggled recently it's been tough he was supposed to be i think it's tough for him trying to live up to that expectation that everyone had coming out of South Carolina. But I think when he's opposite Miles Garrett, you can do anything. Because Miles Garrett is just going to take the attention away from you. He's going to force doubles. And I think this is a big opportunity for Clowney to prove himself not only in as a pass rusher, but also in the run game, which is one of his best traits is in the run game. Um given the fact that you got to go against Baltimore, who likes to run. You have to go against Pittsburgh, who likes to run. You have to go against Joe Mixon twice. I think the run game, stopping the run game, is a big part of their defense. And Clowney's a big factor in trying to help secure that run game and trying to stop it as best as they can. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dilly, what's your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? I also have Nick. I'm just kidding. Taron would have lost this one. Uh, I have I have, uh, I have Odell Beckham. Um, as much shit as I talk on Odell Beckham, he's electric. Uh, his biggest concern for me is health, obviously. 
Um, but bringing him in just it helps every it helps Nick Chubb, it helps Jarvis Landry get number two coverage, spreads the field. Um, it's just a guy that can make a play for you when you need to know go out and get one. Um, I think he if he stays healthy is gonna be the reason that the Cleveland Browns will win the division. Um I think he helps out Baker immensely, knowing that you have someone out there that, that is that talented. And like I said, it helps out Jarvis too. Jarvis um has success when he's in number one or number two coverage, but it doesn't help having a guy like Odell out there. Uh, on defense, I actually have John Johnson uh, coming over from the Rams. I think that is a – people seem to forget that that happened. Um, obviously, in, in my opinion, he's definitely a top five safety in the league. Some could argue a top three safety. Um, does everything, tackles, pass deflections, good in coverage – um, last year on the Rams, he had 73 tackles, 18 pass deflections, which if you put that granted perfect scheme, right? He's on the Rams, Rams defense. Um, that team just feasted. Um, if you put those same numbers though, on the Browns, he's already arguably one of the best, uh, coverage men on the team. Um, I think he's going to fit in and kind of just slide in and work perfectly for that team. Um, I was actually a really big fan of everything the uh, the Browns did in this offseason from some pickups, the draft. Um, they they nailed it all. And my X factor is also Jadamian Clowney, except for a little bit of a different reason. I don't think he needs to be elite. I think he needs to be just good enough to get the job done. Very similar when he was on the opposite side of J.J. Watt. He didn't have to be the number one guy. He's going to see one-on-one coverage because you're not going to not double Miles Garrett. <laughs> Um, I think this defense also has some good uh, run stoppage as well. So I think Jadavian is a very much, they're not thinking he's going to be an elite guy, but they're, he's going to win his, his matchup on the side and he's going to create pressure and a little bit of havoc, um, especially in that division. Like you said, it's a very run heavy division um, and you're going to, they're going to be going up against some very bad O-lines. They're going up against a Steelers O-line. They're going up a Bengals O-line, O-lines that are going to lose some of these fights. Um, the Browns to me are one of my favorite teams this year, actually. Um, I think Baker balls out kind of has to make it a break at moment. I still don't know if he's a Cleveland Brown next year. Um, I'm a big Baker guy. I didn't even have him in my top 10, uh, quarterbacks, but I could see him easily finishing as a top 10 quarterback this year. The thing is, is he has the weapons to do it. Now he needs to prove it. Um, he needs to get over 30 TDs and stuff like that. He needs to get some high yardage. He has the guys to prove it. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt bail him out a little bit because you can easily just do a nice little dump off to either of those guys. They're they can run forever, um, but yeah, I'm pretty high on the Cleveland Browns. Um, KB, how about you? Uh, yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield is a Cleveland Brown next year. They picked up his fifth year option. Just saying, ah. but uh, <laughs> regardless, you know, I see what you're saying. Um, he, he is gonna have to play for a big contract if he wants to stay in Cleveland. And this is the year um, that he needs to prove himself with most of his weapons, actually all of his weapons, returning um, and returning in a big way with Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield and OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Richard Higgins. They're also there. Um, so a big year for Baker Merrifield. I'm more interested in what the offensive line does this year, if they can protect Baker um, and give him the time he needs to get the ball to these to his new weapons or his weapons that he's had before. But yeah, the offensive healthy line weapons, big, <laughs> right? The offensive line is a big, uh, big deal for the season. And then 
um, as you touched on with this secondary. What's up, guys? Sorry. Again, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. KB, you were talking uh, about the Browns' secondary, I believe. If you yeah, want to yeah. Finish up your thoughts. Yeah, just to wrap up on the Browns, on the defensive end or the defensive side of the ball, I think that the secondary is the most important thing uh, to watch out for. Um, they added Greg Newsom from Northwestern. They have Grant Delpit back from uh, his torn Achilles. And as Dilly was saying, John Johnson from the Rams. Um, they have vastly improved the secondary, and I think that's going to make them a complete defense, and we'll see how it translates on the field for next season. Um, I think we all have um, good expectations for the Browns this up- upcoming season. So um, with that said, uh, Gino, do you have anything to add on the Browns? Um, Dilly and well, we all pretty much took everyone. Uh, from my impact players, I had OBJ. Just want to see the impact on him. Now it's not Jarvis getting all the attention on the outside. That's you also have to worry about OBJ on the outside. Then on the defense, I had Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is just going to be that stud defensive end that he is. Now he has Clowney on the other side of him, so he's not going to get the two-on coverage because now you have to worry about Clowney coming off the end. And he just got to gotta stay healthy. He doesn't have to be elite. He just has to be great to help him out, to help Garrett out. And with that, they'll, the defense will already make noise. I really like the moves that they made this offseason. On the defense, just bolstering it. Got Johnson from the Rams. JOK from the draft. Biggest steal so, of the draft. Biggest steal of the draft. <laughs> so I feel like they've they've improved. Baker got all his... Guys back now they're all healthy. So it's only it's only up here for the Browns. Now it's time for Baker to prove it and truly show that he is a great quarterback. What about uh, I'll just jump almost, in really quick because <clears throat> uh, I haven't gone yet, but uh, yeah, pretty much everything has been touched on. Clowney, I think, is gonna be a important piece. He is a little bit underrated in the fact that he actually gets pressure at a pretty consistent rate, and he's pretty elite in that regard. He just, for whatever reason, doesn't end up with the sack totals. Uh, I Usually, you know, pressure is what you want to look for in a pass rusher. At least it's what I do, because it's more predictive of future performance than actual sacks are, because at the end of the day, a sack, all it is is you tackling the quarterback. Now, I think being able to finish is a skill set, so it does matter. But still, getting pressure, you know, QB hits, hurries, all those things, stuff that he's going to bring... And, um, <laughs> I don't know why my co-hosts are laughing at me right now, but I'm, I just agree that finishing is a skill set. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Got it. Oh boy. That makes a lot more sense now. Reactions. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I think that defensive line is scary and the secondary as KB was just mentioning also very good. We know about the pieces that they have in John Johnson and Denzel Ward, both very established. So I, I think if Greg Newsom can come in, be that solid QB2. And then Delpit, which was a guy before the year he declared, I thought was going to be like a top three pick. The guy was amazing. Uh, one of the best safeties I've ever evaluated and was really excited for him. Crazy fall. If he can get anything back to looking like that prospect he was supposed to be, that will be insane value draft-wise and just insane for that defense. I was very high on the Browns last year, maybe a year early. I think year two is Stefanski. Um, and with the pieces they've added, they're going to be 
a force to be reckoned with. But that leaves us with just the Bengals. Yeah. What what do we what do we think about the Bengals? Why don't we start with you, KB? Yeah, uh, definitely a, a rebuilding year or just a, a progress year last year going forward, eleven and one. Um, and with Joe Burrow, his rookie season starting off um, his rookie year and starting right away. Um, obviously, with the injury, the Bengals look like a completely different team. But um, I think we have high expectations for Joe Burrow this season. Uh, the Bengals went in an interesting direction with the draft. They opted to go with his running mate, Jamar Chase, rather than find protection for him. Um, again, questions on that pick, but ultimately I think it's the right choice with Jamar Chase. Um, it makes the replacement of A.J. Green that much more bearable. Um, but yeah, I, offensively, I think Jamar Chase is, is the X factor here. Um, we'll see if he can reestablish that connection with Joe Burrow. Um, and get this offense moving. Uh, and then on the defensive end, I, I mean, I think they, they, they need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball, um, particularly uh, the pass rush, um, just to alleviate alleviate the secondary and, um, you know, to give the defense some breathing room and the offense um, an opportunity to not play from behind all the time. Uh, I'm interested to see what you have, G, on the Bengals. I think this is a very interesting team here. Yeah, this is a very interesting team. Their wide receiver core is fantastic. I love the Jamar Chase pick. Um, Jamar Chase was my wide receiver one. I think he's an unbelievable receiver. The connection with Joe Burrow in college was insane. He won the Boletnikoff as a sophomore, set SEC records until Devonta Smith broke him last year, but he still set them. Um my impact player on offense, though, is Jonah Williams and probably the whole offensive line. Jonah Williams was a first-round pick out of Alabama. Didn't play his entire rookie year. Only played 10 games last year. And I think to, he's got to help protect Joe Burrow. Whatever, whatever he needs to do, Joe Burrow needs to stay upright. He needs to be able to... He needs time in the pocket. He needs to be able to even escape. But that knee is, you don't know, you still don't know how bad it is. You haven't seen him come back on it. He's probably going to be a little rusty. And on defense, my impact player is Trey Hendrickson. He signed a massive contract coming over from, over from the Saints. I believe it was four years, 60 mil. He had 13 and a half sacks last year. Really his only year of production was last year. but. He's got to prove to everyone that he was worth that $60 million contract. Whether you believe it or not, he's got to go out on the field, prove it. They just gave Sam Hubbard a contract, I believe, today. He signed an extension for four years, 40 mil. So they have their ends set. It's just about building the defense around them. And I think if Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard can provide pressure for the defense, they're going to have... Not a good defense, but taking steps in the right direction, for sure. And like I said, the their offensive line is really the big X factor, given Joe Burrow's knee. And even their running game with Joe Mixon, like Terrence said, a good O-line really helps a running back. And if their O-line can improve, that gives Joe Mixon more freedom, takes the load off 
Joe Burrow a little bit. And I think they can have a really good offense if their offensive line figures it out and is able to pass protect and run block well enough to give Joe Burrow time and allow Joe Mixon opportunity to roam free. Taryn, what do you have? So I'm somewhat high on the Bengals this year. I think if you like just look at them in comparison to the Steelers, defensively they're worse, but I think they have their pieces there, as you talked about. I'm a big Jesse Bates fan. Uh, but offensively, more importantly, I think they're better in every single unit on the field except maybe running back, which, as I've said over and over again this episode and in previous, doesn't fucking matter. Uh, but, at least <laughs> but at least their running back has the experience. He's still not a rookie. I am also team Jamar Chase. I love the fact that they picked him over Sewell. I think that people put a little bit too much stock in what one offensive lineman will do. Uh, and I think one guy getting open as much as Jamar Chase could, also my wide receiver one pretty handily, will do more for the pass protection as a whole because they won't have to pass protect for as long. I also think Riley Reef is a key point that people don't look at a whole lot. Not very, not a great tackle. But he's a solid oh, tackle. <laughs> that's and that's the most important thing, especially in pass protection, is that if you can just be average, like being average is so important versus being bad compared to any other position, really. My life uh, motto, baby. Average, and, average is and, my middle name. Baby. And Riley Reef is a guy that is he, he has been solid pretty consistently. Uh, he gets a lot of flack because when you're Riley Reef and you're the best on a shitty Vikings O-line, you're going to look bad too. And you're going to look, uh, you're going to make the whole unit look bad. But when he can just be that solid piece and not be the weak link and not have to be the best on the line, I think him and Jonah Williams together, their offensive line is going to be much improved. So I, I love bolstering that wide receiver room. Give Joe Burrow as many targets, open targets to throw to. The connection that they already have is fucking sweet. And I think they're going to be a really fun pair to watch. I'm I'm really excited for the Bengals offense. My X factor is Zach Taylor because this is where my question mark is. Uh, I think if there's any coach that should be on the hot seat, it's him because of everything that I just said, especially offensively. They have the pieces that they should be able to move with the ball. And if they can't move the ball, I think that's a reflection of the coach. So I am not sure where I stand on him yet, but this year will check a lot of those boxes or maybe it's time for him to go and uh quick, quick question over or under a thousand yards for jamar chase um isn't that like the line i believe he's like 995 right on DraftKings. Like yeah uh, i'd say under I just know, because yeah. i think it's gonna take him a little bit to establish that number one yeah overall wider uh, position say under uh one over and i'll take the over yeah i think he's too uh, good Oh, they set the line at uh, ten twenty-five for Jamar Chase. Really? So. Oh, oh, that changes everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's just well, it's just interesting, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we'll see. Yeah, well, uh, T. Higgins last year. Go ahead. G. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, G. I was just gonna say T. Higgins last year had over nine hundred without the connection to Joel Burrow as a rookie, right. as a second-round pick. So That's I think Jamar Chase can certainly break what, a thousand. What, yeah. what week did Joe Burrow go down? 
ten. Ten. I was gonna ten. say it felt a little bit more than halfway. Um. Yeah, it's ten. Oh, just like my so. <laughs> I've always been the one that says I thought they should take Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase, but I actually have Jamar Chase as my biggest <laughs> impact on the offense <laughs> because you can't you couldn't go wrong with either of those picks. If you get Penny Sewell, you obviously bolster up the line. They have a couple of receiving options. I think it's more so he had he wanted his boy back. Um, Jamar Chase is an elite wide receiver. Um, to KB's credit earlier, I think this is the best three receiving core in this division. Um, I just think that Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are all more than capable of getting the job done for Joe Burrow. Um, I think it's going to open up a lot for them. And I also think that um, with uh, Joe Mixon, I think you're going to see a drop because they're, I, th- I feel like they might use him as a pass blocker a little more this year to at least help out with Joe Burrow a little bit. Um, he's not a good pass blocker, but they're going to have to try and get him and help him out in that situation. Um, I think defense, you guys pretty much took all of my, my points because defensively at Jesse Bates, um, not a lot to say about Jesse Bates, arguably the best safety in the league when Derwin James isn't playing. Um, 109 tackles last season. The guy flies around the field. He can be anywhere in the blink of an eye. Um, and my X factor is, once again, the O-line. Um, I was actually, I actually really liked the Riley brief. Um signing mainly because you need to establish a left tackle, um, help him out a little bit. Um, we don't know if Joe, what Joe Burrow is going to look like mobile wise coming off that ACL. I obviously the guy has uncapped talent um, probably would have won rookie of the year over Justin Herbert. If he didn't go down um, just he's in a shitty situation, but I think uh, if anything, this is going to have to help him get his passing IQ up a little bit, um, not being able to rely on the mobility as much. But I actually, I I think, to Terrence's credit, you said you're a little higher on the Bengals. Is that higher based on last year or higher on as in the division as a whole? Um, probably Just like division as a whole. When I say that, I, I refer to like the public. I think public perception is still like maybe they'll be a little bit better, but still easily last place in the division, which is not where I see them. And I think I I have them taking a bigger step up. Had it not be for two of the other teams in here, I think they could be even better. But it is a it is tough. They're like the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens are uh, no whoa, joke. Whoa, whoa. Let, let, so, let's wait this for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. no, and I'm not giving any any anything like that. But I'm just saying like I I, I think they're I'm higher than on them than the public. And I think I would even be higher record-wise, which I'll give later. Don't worry, KB. Don't shit your pants. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for the other two of their other teams in the division. I, I think the Bengals are going to be a problem in the years to come. I think they're rebuilding the right way. Um, picking up Jamar Chase this year, you know, you get that elite wide receiver and next year you can go and get an O-lineman. Um, Jamar Chase, it's, ju- it's just that connection. They already have that chemistry. So I think it's kind of hard to not take jamar chase in that situation um especially if you can pair him with joe burrow and have a 10 year long receiving duo with that you know what i mean um i think the Bengals, i think the Bengals are going to be around for a while as long as joe burrow can stay upright which once again they're going to need to address this o-line at some point if they don't address this o-line next year if they don't draft someone or make a big signing in the offseason that's when I'm going to have some serious concerns about Joe Burrow. Cause not only about the knee, but my man was getting tackled left and right out there. Um, and 
you know, it's, he's not a he's he's a he's a scrambler, but he's not a guy. He's not a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray that is escaping with his life. Um, and especially coming off that ACL, it's going to be interesting to see how much freedom he has to run around back there. But I do like the Bengals this upcoming season, and they're gonna. It's kind of hard to root against the Bengals. It's there's just teams where it's like, what's wrong with the Bengals? You know, who hates the Bengals besides people in that division? It's not like a. It's like a weird team. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it's like the Padres of baseball. Like, who the fuck hated the Padres before they were good this year? All right. Uh, Gino, anything else on the, the Bengals you want to wrap up? Um, Y'all took everyone. <laughs> Jamar Chase. I, 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 <laughs> I want to see I want to see that college connection translate over to the NFL. Because I saw, I saw the magic that him and Burrow had made back in the time of college in, at, at LSU. Cause I saw that connect. I saw that special connection when they played Texas here in Austin. When they, you know, at first it was like a little shootout. Then at like towards the fourth end of the third, fourth quarter, it just became an onslaught on Texas, and they just opened the field on them and just spurred them down the field. So I want to see that translate down, translate up to the NFL. And defense, you already hit it. Safety, Jesse, and then. X factor at the O line, got to protect Burrow, especially coming off the knee injury. So, y'all already hit it, everything. So this should be fun. The Bengals are gonna be fun to watch for the years to come. Yep, totally agree. Um, so before we give our predictions, um, he suggested, and I, I love this. Um, just one bet. Um, you that you would give out one bet that you're keen on, one bet that. Um, has caught your eye regarding any of the teams um, that could be just a player prop, a team prop, um, any other division. Um, G, we can start with you. Any just one bet that you have on your mind here? Uh, mine's kind of kind of spoil who I the order I have these teams in, but I have the Cincinnati Bengals to finish third in the in the division at plus six fifty. I think that's crazy value. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh kind of foreshadowing my pick as well. Uh, I had Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing fourth in division plus four fifty. I think that's also a good bet that I might be able to put in. Jared, um, anything? Um, mine was actually one that you briefly asked about because I had it differently. I I had the line at nine ninety five. Uh, or 999.5 Jamar Chase receiving yardage total. Even at 1025, I still like the over there. Uh, a big reason is what G kind of already said. You can just look at T. Higgins last year and what he did without a full season of Joe Burrow. Plus, uh, Jamar Chase, higher draft capital. I think a better player. Full year, Joe, full season of Joe Burrow, plus the connection there. I, I, I don't see a universe where that doesn't hit. So that one was mine. Dilly, what you got? He's a little riskier. It's the comeback player of the year for Odell at plus 1,400. I just think that's really crazy odds. Um, and it's doable. We've seen a guy have elite seasons like that. It's just if he can actually get it done. There's obviously guys like Dak Prescott, uh, Nick Bosa that probably have a better shot at winning it. But at plus 1,400, I feel like that's <laughs> – if that hits, which it doesn't seem like it's too crazy to hit. Um, but hopefully it's Derwin James. <laughs> is there is there precedence for wide receivers to win that award, or is it has it mainly been quarterback? Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow have the best odds, and then after that, it's going to be Saquon Barkley yeah. and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah, I mean, given that list, you have um, plus fourteen hundred. I think that's 
He's gonna if have to. Denver didn't have a shitty quarterback situation, Cortland Sutton's at plus fourteen hundred, and I think that would have been a nice comeback player of the year because Spicy. I think Cutland Sorton's a beast. Uh, but they have a trash can thrown to them. So true. I I love uh, typically looking at those for comeback player of the year. Like last year, I was very very high on Alex Smith if he was able to play. Uh, but this year, Dak just ruins it for me, man. Because yeah, it's gonna be Dak. <laughs> I think he's that team and offense is gonna be too good, and their defense is so bad that he's also gonna have to throw a shit ton so even on top of just being good i think his stats will be inflated and it's going to be hard pressed for him not to win that award it's, which sucks it's plus because 10. you, you know, could still make money on that <laughs> usually comeback player of the year something fun uh, i like to look at and bet but dak ruined it this year uh, I, I just i don't know how he doesn't win that the defense is bad they're he's going to be throwing a shit ton and as we all talked about in the top 10 qbs episode he's good so uh, I don't see how he doesn't win that. But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. I still like that that line, and I'm a big OBJ guy. So I plus fourteen hundred, man. There's value there if that hits. I think that's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then Chino, I think you were the last one to give a bet, right? Yeah. Um. I'm going to Pittsburgh on this. T.J. Watt leading the NFL in sacks at plus eight hundred. He led the NFL last year. That's plus 800? Yeah, I found it on draft. Yeah, teams. Miles, Garrett, and Aaron Dalton are the leaders right now. Anyone done it back to back? I'm not sure. I didn't look that up. Uh, Aaron Donald might have once. Probably did. JJ Watt might have. I, I would have to I'll look, look at the I'd have to look at their pressure rate before I know if I'd like that, just because man, sacks are just kind of like yeah. it's exactly what I talked about the Jadavian Clowney thing before. Yeah, it just sticks um, out to me that he would be plus eight hundred when he led the NFL last year. So Sacks are like wins in the in baseball to me. It's a stat, but it, it is it's not indicative of what you actually do on defense, like your impact on defense. Right, exactly. It's kinda like trying to predict interceptions yeah. or something. Yeah. It's very difficult. It, I don't know. It just looked interesting to me. I was like, that, that hey, no, yeah, I feel you. With yeah, the odds, it makes sense. Yep. But all right. Uh, that's all I got. Oh. With all the bets in, with all of our analysis in, it's time to give our predictions. Michael so, Strahan, by the way, is the only one to do it back-to-back. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, go <laughs> figure. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2000, 2001. <laughs> so, been some time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I don't know what the best way to do this. Maybe we can each give um, our fourth place. Let's finisher. go bottom up. Yeah. Fourth place yeah, finishers up to the top. Um. So fourth place, I uh, kind of give it away with my bet here, but I have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, surprisingly finishing fourth. I think this is going to be a, a very down year for the Steelers, and um, given the competition uh, that they have in the division, I think that they will falter and end up finishing lower than I won't give away my third team, third place team just yet, but I think they will finish at last. Anyone agree? Record? Disagree. Yeah. I have the Steelers uh, in last. At I got the Steelers in last. Eight and I nine. had them at six and eleven. I have them in last two at five and twelve. Oh, five and twelve. Oh. You really don't like the Steelers. Oh, wow. <laughs> have you have you seen how hard their schedule yeah. is? Yeah, just yeah, I know. I have these last now. games. What about I you, got, Darren? I got six and eleven as well. So okay. All right. Their last six games. Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore. <laughs> Bad boy, have those all as losses. 
Yeah, at that point, they're already not going to be competing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Tilly, do you have the Steelers in last as well? Yeah, I have them at eight and nine. That was a little, <laughs> a little more generous. Uh, yeah. Just the the part that was tough for me is di- division games are weird, man. Where it's like they should, they should probably get blown out by every team in the division, but they'll probably steal a couple. Yeah. Something fun to consider just because even Dilly, who has them at the best record, I believe their win total is set in most books at eight and a half. And even him, who's the highest on them out of all of us, they would, the under would hit on that. So yeah. Especially someone for like, yeah. like UG. Um, that's something interesting to look and, at. I'm and mine was, I'm mine was literally them. because of like division games where I'm like, they should be, they should lose two games to the Bengals, but they'll probably win one. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the only reason. If I went with like none of that, they'd probably be around six one. Yeah. Yep. Good that. Um, I could start us off with the third place team then, since we all agree, which I'm assuming we're all gonna agree here as well. And I had the Bengals. Yeah. Yep. Um, they take a, it's exactly what they, what I talked about before. They take a step up, but you know these other two division teams that are above them for me are no joke. I see them being somewhere like. You can't even go 500 anymore because this shit is so weird. But eight, nine, nine, and eight—that's where Ew. I see them somewhere in there. Yeah. Eight, I, I also had them at eight and nine. So um, I also just, have them at eight and nine. Just under I 500. Let's go, baby! Hey, <laughs> look at us go! Yep. Look at us go! All right, boys. Number two, who y'all got? I think. Uh, hold, hold on. We so have the should same we list. should we give our two and one in tandem? I think because yeah. you might as sure. well talk about both because yeah, yeah, yeah. you sure, sure, sure. by saying the two you're leaking who your division winner is. Sure. Cool with that. All right. Cool. Yeah, fine. I'll just I'll just keep going. Um, I have the Browns winning the division and the Ravens coming in second. I it's exactly what I thought was going to happen last year, but I just think I was a year early. And it was close. Uh, the The Browns, however, are a better team. Winners of the offseason for me, along with the Miami Dolphins. So I think that puts them over. And we have Cleveland Browns winning the division for the first time in who even knows how long. Too long. And that's how I long see time. it going. 13-4, and four, somewhere like that record-wise is what I like. And then the Ravens, not bad. Like a 12-5, and 11-6 team for me. I actually have the Ravens at ten and seven, and the Browns at twelve and five to have the Browns win. Um, I just, I also scaled this as if Aaron Rodgers is playing uh, this year, so I have the Packers handing this division a whole lot of L's. Um, I don't really see the Ravens finishing better than the Browns mainly because I see them losing the teams like the Dolphins. I see them losing the team, even like the Colts, Packers, Rams. Um, and once again, it's a tough division. They're going to be losing to the Browns. They're going to be losing to different teams like that. Um, They're the bears, bitch. No, I do. I, <laughs> I do. I, they are, they do have a loss to the bears for me because of the bears was a tricky situation because it's kind of, for me, it's where do you see Justin Fields coming in? I see them winning if Justin Fields is the quarterback, not Andy Dalton. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have the Browns at 12 and five. Um, and I also can see them making some noise in the playoffs. Um, if this team wins the division, who's to say they can't go on a little further? I definitely don't have them winning the Super Bowl <laughs> by any means, but I think they can make some noise and upset some people. Um, so, but yeah, I think <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that we uh, all have 
pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Did did, yeah. did anyone have the Ravens winning the division? <laughs> no. Let's go, oh, baby. <laughs> All right. Dope. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh, Ravens, Ravens we're, flock ain't gonna be we're, happy. We're a Browns oh. podcast here. Nah. Yeah, I got the also, Browns. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, Dilly, this uh, I don't want to like uh, project too much because I'd imagine we're gonna have some sort of pre- predictions on a future episode. But after the Chiefs in the AFC, for me, it's probably the Browns. Yeah. So oh, I wouldn't. It's I not agree. like I'm gonna call it now, but I, w- I wouldn't close. be at all shocked if they at least made it there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I would love to see some Baker magic. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're all in agreement here. We go Steelers at the bottom, Bengals, Ravens, and the Browns winning the North. So, yep. um, honestly, I'm surprised, um, given that we're all in agreement. I guarantee you that's not going to be the case for the other divisions. Oh, no. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, this is once. Yeah. I, this I, is I mean, a shock. Anything else to, re- to say on the AFC North? Um, I, no. I think, again, this is going to be a very competitive division. We don't see, we seemingly don't have any true teams that are tanking or, you know, um, slacking in that part. So um, a lot of competition to be in this division. Um, and I'm ju- interested to see if the Browns, if the Ravens can definitely make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that in a future episode. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts, guys, on this? Go Brownies. Uh, just one. Let's go Browns. <laughs> just one. I just have. I just have um, an actual competition at the top. Like Karen, I have the Browns going 13-4, and I have the Ravens actually going 12-5. and So I think those two teams are going to be battling the whole season for that number one spot, and potentially maybe if it falls the right way, number one in the in the AFC, if maybe Kansas City drops a little bit or drops a couple of games, and that bye is really going to be helpful. So I think these are two teams that – have the potential to get the first round by in the playoffs. And I think that's what they're going to be going for. It's interesting. You brought those two teams up because they play each other back to back weeks yep. this year. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be, that's a two game swing in the division. So um, that's going to be the, super... the Browns and the Ravens play each other back to back weeks. Back to back weeks. They play each Listen, other. No, no. It's uh they play week 12. The Browns have a bye week 13 and then they play week 14. Oh, but still, yeah, yeah. Still back back week. you know, we'll it's back to back weeks. Week. Damn, okay. Yeah. That's sweet. Uh, um, no. the, Steelers, so, the Ravens have the Steelers in between, but it's okay. So, w- it's with our, the Browns, well, the Ravens get a tune up game with the Browns. <laughs> since we all have the Browns winning the division, do you think that there's any merit in a potential Baker Mayfield MVP ticket? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, isn't bro? Aren't his odds like forty to one? It's something absurd. That was yes, one of the ones I looked at like it's, way earlier in the offseason. Crazy, though. like and we all have them finishing with 12, 13 wins. I don't think it's... plus thirty five hundred for Baker Mayfield right now. All right, so thirty five to one. Listen, I, mean, I don't know. I'm about to spend the money. Uh... Each put five bucks down. I like it. Yes. I like it. I like <laughs> they have Lamar Jackson at sixteen to one versus Baker at thirty five to one, and I would rather take the thirty five to one. It's uh, it's. I don't think Baker's gonna put up the stats. Like the he, he might, he might. Here we go with the fucking. Here we go, G. Fuck. 
Yeah, actually, you know what? That is my final thoughts, KB, before we close out. You guys all care about fucking running backs too much, and it makes me sick. Oh, That's here we go. Yeah, we get it, Sarah. You don't like running backs. Jeez, thing. Just because the but Packers' yeah. best running back in the last 10 years is Eddie Lacy. Shut up. <laughs> all right, yeah, this is this is the time where we got to go. All right, yeah, everyone done here? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We're good. All right, then that'll be that'll be it for us, guys. So uh, you can find us, uh, find the show on all social media at the Dump Off Pod, and then you can find me personally at Taryn Caravella on all social media. Uh, where can they find you at Dilly? You can find me at Dilly Slays on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, KB, how about you? Uh, at KB Sunswag on Twitter. G. At uh, Gianluca Martini on Instagram and at G Martini on Twitter and Chino. You can find me at ichino12 on Instagram and on Twitch, at Fettuccina12 on Twitter. All right. All right. Uh, well, that's yeah, it for we, us. All right. What, what division are we doing next? That's a good question. That's we'll a secret. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Next time. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, you'll figure it out. Peace. Later, y'all.